the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Here she is, Andrea Kay. Hump day. It is hump day. Y'all know I got over a, a hump a few minutes ago. I ate me a yummy little holiday pie. I sure did instead of a donut. I'm not going to tell y'all uh, where I bought it from because they ain't paying to advertise. <laughs> So no, I ain't going to give them any any free sponsorship, but I got to tell you, it was yummy. And we've got a yummy story to start off with here. Oh my. Uh, We do. It's called the Stop the Woke Act, W-O-K-E. We're going to get into that in a minute. We've got uh, new updates of what's happening and responses from people in regards to the new mask mandate here in California. Um, you know, the text messages from Mark Meadows and others were evidently so horrible and horrific regarding January 6th that the January 6th commission had to uh, doctor them in order to make them horrific. So we got lots of, of new information to bring to you guys. And let's have some fun. If you don't want to give us a call on this hump day, we'd love to hear from you in particular regarding these new mask mandates across uh, California today. What are your thoughts on that? Are you cool with it? It's only supposed to be a month. What are your thoughts? 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. Before I go any further, I got to bring in my brother. It's DJ Potato Skins. We have a gentleman. I view it this way. Anything that potentially can help, and that certainly can potentially help, is a good thing. DJ Potato Skins. And you know what can potentially help, Andrea, is a lot more freedom. And we're seeing a lot more of it being taken away each and every day. Yeah, absolutely. And Joe Biden was saying, we'll get into more on the shots later, but he was like, what's the big deal? It's patriotic. Oh, my mouth just was <sighs> agape when I heard him say that. Yeah, giving up your freedoms is patriotic. See, that's that's the, the kind of propagandistic, cultural Marxist nonsense that's being spewed. But you know what? There wasn't enough pushback when that kind of stuff was being said about our taxes years ago. But let me get into uh, the yummy story of the day. Which is comes out of Florida and Governor DeSantis, who is who I'm looking for for 2024 at this point. Um, I just don't think that um, I've got some more information to give you on Fauci later. And I just I, I'm I'm not going to bash Trump. I love Trump. Um, but I think at this point, I think Governor DeSantis is showing that he actually understands. I agree more about uh, what what's the cultural Marxist movement, what's happening and being willing to actually face it head on and confront it and in a strong way. Case in point, Skins, he came out today, did a press conference for something called the Stop Woke Act. And W-O-K-E spells for Stop Wrongs Against Our Kids and Employees Act. And he said the, uh, the proposal would do a number of things. One of the things he said, it would enshrine in a statute a ban on critical race theory. He said it would give parents, here's, here's a key element here that's absolutely brilliant and so important. It would give parents a, quote, private right of action to file lawsuits against districts that implement critical race theory policies. And this is really important as he went on to explain. Lawsuits do what? 
they force discovery. Who knows what that means, right? You know, a little class session here on that. That means that that uh, people get to ask questions. Show me, open that kimono and show me what's going on here. I want to know who did what. I want to know who's involved. I want names. I want to see documents. I want to see communications. I want to see emails. I want to see everything that's going on in the school department, uh, the school district uh, involving CRT and lawsuits like we had here in San Diego. That's what stopped San Diego uh, Unified School District from becoming the first Sharia compliant school district in the nation because some parents filed a lawsuit. Um, I think it was CARE was involved, Council for American Islamic Relations, who is a front group for Hamas. They actually fought discovery and tried to withhold documents, but then they were found, I believe, in contempt. It's been a while since I covered the story. Long story short, they were forced to finally reveal the truth about how they were coordinating behind the scenes with the school district to force Sharia. They pretended it wasn't happening, right? Just like they're pretending CRT isn't happening in our schools. Well, when you go, take it to a law, lawsuit level and discovery happens, then you then the, the truth is revealed. That shut down Sharia here in San Diego County. Whether it's called CRT or not doesn't mean that it's not happening. Andrew. Great point there, because one of the things that um, that DeSantis talked about was um, they're going to defund schools that hire critical race theory, quote, consultants, people like Merrick Garland's son-in-law, who are raking in buku bucks, B-O-O-K-O-O, buku bucks, hustling this crap. And uh, DeSantis says they're charging a king's ransom to teach their, their concepts. They call it equity. See, the fact that they're not calling these these lessons critical race theory doesn't mean that's not what they're teaching. They're calling it equity. You know, a lot of it, a lot of the times, too, they're accounting on people misconstruing it, that they're saying, mm-hmm. oh, equity means equality. No, they are two totally different things. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, he, one of the things that I love, too, he oh, and he, he said that the term equity is a way to smuggle in their ideology. Absolutely true. See, he's he's great at the wordsmithing, too. Because the left are great with words. They know how to be, they know, like calling abortion uh, uh, reproductive justice, right? Um, That's how the left, uh, 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 the Affordable Care Act, right? There's nothing affordable about Obamacare. I mean, they're masters at twisting things around. Don't just look at the words. Look at exactly where they're placed. Because as you just said, that's why they are able to get over on the American Mm -hmm. people so much of what they get over. Well, here's also what I loved about DeSantis' Stop Woke Act is he talked about uh, these these um, racist theory, theories, critical race theories, and corporate training seminars. And this is something that I actually was anybody else talking about this before I did in Seattle, where they were bringing in city workers and trying to trying to beat the white out Not of them. No, and, and I said you got to pay attention to this because if this is happening in some dopey little suburb of Seattle, this is what's going to end up happening nationwide. Across, nationwide. And now this is happening in our corporations. And he said this corporate CRT is basically corporate sanctioned racism. And he went on to say that um, he he used the analogy of harassment in the workplace, right? And this was so brilliant because I come out of corporate America. I spent spent a lot of years at places like Xerox Corporation, Pitney Bowes Management Services. I'm talking, you know, Xerox at the time was uh, 24, 23 in the Fortune 500. I mean, large corporation. And we had a whole lot of training all the time about conduct in the workplace, from and not even just sexual harassment, but just you know, um, it was quite intensive, right? Um, and he was and 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 in discussing the corporate environment today, 
DeSantis was like, you can't tell a bad joke in a workplace or you can or or sexual harassment, which is considered a hostile work environment. But you are able to now in corporate training seminars to tell people there's something wrong with them because they're white. That's that. It doesn't standard. Well, does it get any more hostile from a from a work environment than that? And you know what? And what I would do is, and I would also piggyback on this. This also needs to be extended and be a model for pushing back against workplaces doing the same thing with the unjab. Right now, everybody in California, jabbed or not, is facing this mask mandate. But we've got all across the country where some some workers are getting advantages over others. Um, I think it's a hostile work environment when you tell some workers because you haven't gotten jabbed, you got you're, you got to be down in in steerage, down in the bottom of the cruise and eat beans while the rest of the workers get to be over here. They're right? physically separating some workers and also in right. other states, Andrea, and I think we brought it up on the show before, they're having some insurance uh, companies that you maybe get through your employer, you're being docked additional pay if you're unvaccinated. Right. And so um, that's not a part of DeSantis Stop Woke Act, but this but this needs to be the model and it needs to be Amen. extended and it needs to be extended to the other ways in which the cultural Marxist movement is being is being used in, in corporations in creating hostile work environments. That analogy and the way he explained that today was absolutely spot on. Because that's what's happening in the workplace in regards to uh, COVID as well. He goes on to say, I think what you see now with the rise of the woke ideology is an attempt to really delegitimize our history and our institutions. He said he called it cultural Marxism designed to tear at the fabric of our society and our culture and things that that really we've taken for granted. He went on to cite some other places like I didn't know about this or I would have asked Congressman Biggs last night. Arizona's equity toolkit, whatever the heck that means. I got to Google that as well as a Philadelphia elementary school that simulated a black power rally. Of course, we know from my segments I do on Friday and for years what's going on in our schools with things like these black power rallies uh, with Bob Walters has been educating us uh, on this for a while. Normally, I might even wait to do this story on Bob's segment because it's related to schools. But because DeSantis extended it to corporations, I feel like it's really even bigger than my very specific education segments that I do with Bob on Fridays. Another point that was made by his lieutenant governor, Jeanette Nunez. um, uh, Nunez invoked her parents who left Cuba in 61 and said that they were fleeing the, quote, the oppression and the indoctrination that we are seeing at the hands of CRT. So this is absolutely about Marxism and the and 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 the I, as much as I love Trump as much as I think that he did so much and was so fierce and and so courageous, he never really took on the cultural Marxism. And yeah, I was just going to I'm glad you brought that up because I'm at the same spot that you are, Andrea, and I love Trump. Don't get me wrong. And he did a lot for this nation. But DeSantis at this point is the guy moving forward unless things change. Just in the last few days, you would think that maybe Trump would come out and say something about what's been going on in this nation. Instead, online, you see all he's done is endorse three additional people. I'm done with the endorsements. We need action. Yeah, I don't we care need about it that. now. I don't care about that. You know, uh, you know what I care care about was he should be coming out at this point and saying I was I was I was uh, wrong. I was wronged by Fauci. I was lied to. Uh, he wants to claim these shots 
as, you know, a feather in his cap. And what he should be saying was, um, in hindsight, looking back, and he, you know what, if he really wanted to take 2024, he would do this because what he would do is he would, he would bring back all the conservatives that are, that are fleeing. He even bring back some Democrats and, and independents that don't like these mandates, don't want their kids to be, to be forced to be jabbed. They don't want these shot mandates. Uh, on anybody, as well as the fact that, like, uh, well, I got to take a break because I'm past the point of a break, but um, we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, ultimately, let me just say this before we wrap this segment. Um, Trump need, needed to come out and say that he's he's been lied to by Fauci and that his 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 Operation Warp Speed was never intended for the hu- human race and humans in this country at any age to be treated like a human guinea pig. And that at the first sign that this had gone bad in any way and, and that even before going bad, that nobody should be mandated to take it. And and because he hasn't done that, Andrea, if the election were held today, I unfortunately think he would lose. He would, because if it was held today, I wouldn't vote for him. I'm going to take a break. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter and Instagram at Andrea K Show, spelled K-A-Y-E. And connect with her on OurFreeNation.org. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea K on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. There was a... A new batch of documents on the JFK assassination released today. Um, are you really interested in any of the anything hey, well, on this at this I point? I always am. Uh, uh, JFK for me has just been somebody I've always been very interested in 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 the things that are behind the whole, not just his family legacy, but the things that went down, unfortunately. And I'm tremendously interested. Okay. Well, um, I guess these new documents show that he had been. In Mexico, at I think uh, the was it the Cuban uh, the Cuban um, embassy in Mexico, uh, he had had visits to the Soviet Union. Uh, well, I mean, we knew he was a commie, so was that really new information? I had I, I I saw the the information and we printed it out for the show, but I have not had a chance to dig in. Not not as far as I'm concerned. That seems like it's uh, stuff we already know. No, he had been to the Cuban and Soviet embassies in Mexico City. Um, he evidently he was he was in New Orleans at the time. In fact. What I did find interesting was that um, they supposedly were the FBI was investigating and surveilling major mafia figures, um, Sam Giancano, Santo Traficante, but they they don't mention Carlos Marcello, which who was the Godfather of New Orleans. In fact, at one point, um, Marcello had claimed that he was he was behind the hit that he had actually orchestrated it. So you know, I I, I find it interesting that that was left out of here. So now I'm not saying I believed Carlos Marcelo, um, but um, I just see it's always, it's always been fascinating how this thing has developed over the decades and just potential new information. I, I think it's fascinating. Yeah. Um, full disclosure. I used to run with Marcelo Jr. back in the day. You did not. <laughs> I did. Wow. Good times. Having cocktails back in the day. Well, I mean, who did, who wasn't a part of, who wasn't a, 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 a connected at six degrees of separation in New Orleans, man? Somebody you knew. So was you that, ran with Kevin Bacon. <laughs> but I never believed, I never believed the story that, that he orchestrated it. Um, um, you know, anyway, enough about that. I'm not, I'm just not really that interested. I mean, it, I, what would interest me at I this think either point? Either you are or you're not. Well, I think at this point, what I would be interested in if there was hardcore evidence that he did not act alone. 
Correct. Because I actually believe that he pulled it off himself. I I, I believe that. So um, I don't I I believe it was him on the grassy knoll. And that's about it. Let's get back to uh, 2024, shall we? Uh, Because this was interesting today and I found pretty hilarious. So CNN has put out a list uh, potato skins today of people that should uh, replace Joe Biden. And I thought the timing was really interesting for this list because supposedly it's supposed to be about people who should run in 2024 if he doesn't run again. But when you see some of the videos about today of him, um, he did one where he was talking about 20, 2022 and hey, you Republicans, hey, Bow. And it's like, Bow, who's Bow? It was like he was talking to Corn Pop. It's like he didn't even know where he was talking about 2022. I don't know. And by the way, this list was so bad of people unelectable that it was like, did this really come from CNN or The Onion? Kamala Harris. Oh, was at the top. Right. It's like Kamala Harris, Stacey Abrams, and Mitch Landrieu was even on a list. It's like, look, coming out of Louisiana, I don't know anybody, even people that that are friends with him that would vote for that dude. Um, Even Newsom made the list. Right. I think they're desperate to try to find somebody. They really are. And now, I don't think they want to wait till 2024. They know Biden is on his way out, and they also know that Kamala is in no shape to take his place, and they're panicked. Absolutely. Uh, the political poll says 67% of independents don't want Biden to run again. I've read other polls. I think Rasmussen or maybe the Marist poll had it over 70% Yeah, I was going to say, that's got to be higher. Yeah, because you look at what's going on with with the where we're at economically in this country, where people cannot even afford to, for groceries, let alone, uh, you know, Christmas presents for their kids. And now we've got more, more mandates coming. There's breaking news out of the courts today involving, uh, his mandates. You know, there's been so many different, different, uh, lawsuits surrounding the mandates because the mandates for the shots came in different areas, uh, from, from the different countries, uh, different states. And there was, um, one lawsuit, um, that involved 26 states. And against uh, the health involving the healthcare workers, and today a federal appeals court, um, the Fifth Circuit, I believe, yeah, Fifth Circuit coming out of New Orleans. We got a theme tonight. They what they ruled was it's kind of good news, bad news. They ruled that a lower court only had the authority to block the mandate in the fourteen states that it sued, not all twenty six. And so the appeals court ruled that the lower court was wrong to impose a nationwide injunction. What I don't know for sure, though, is whether or not the injunction for the 14 states, it gets very confusing, has been upheld. Um, it's, it's being perceived, it's being pushed out. The narrative is being pushed out as though this is really good news for Biden, but not, not really, because the, the Fifth Circuit said that the Biden administration had not made a strong showing that it was likely to prove during litigation that it had the authority to impose a rule. So while I think people want, I think uh, the propagandist and the Biden administration want everybody to think that this is great news for Biden, not necessarily because this is the same New Orleans appeals court that blocked the administration's workplace vaccine or testing mandate for businesses with at least 100 employees. Um, That mandate is being reviewed um, by the Sixth Circuit. And um, it's made its way up to that. The Sixth Circuit appeals um, that it will be heard, but only by a three per three a judge panel, not 16. So we still have it's still looking like this. The smackdown of these shot mandates um, will will hold up. It, it, it's it 
As yeah, that, what you just read was very misconstruing today. A lot of people are like, oh, Biden got a win on this. Right. One. It's not very necessarily true. No, ultimately, it is going to end up going to SCOTUS. Yeah, and that's scary. And that is real scary. That is real scary. What we need is businesses to be saying no. This is unconstitutional. They need to just be, be, be saying no. Oh, El Cajon here. They already, at least on the vax mandate, uh, they're the, yeah. saying this. No, they're not going to enforce it. Yeah. Um, and and actually, and actually, uh, there's the local news. Law enforcement is saying that they don't, they don't even, they don't even anticipating doing anything to enforce it. So it really has no teeth. There's, so if law enforcement isn't going to enforce it, then why are businesses even complying? Good question. Crickets. Bueller. Bueller. Uh, Twitter today. Here's how you can know the, these vaxes are crap because Twitter has to, you know, ha- has to now begin to ban um, anybody that's um, tweeting the truth. They banned today users that claim that the that the jabs um, that people who get jabbed can spread COVID. It's fact. It's fact. Absolute. How fact. is that misconstruing information, Andrea? That's just it's been proven, right? Because what's happening is the longer this goes. And we get variants like Omicron that um, are more easily spread, but they're not. But the but it's mild. It's mild. We don't have. That's what. That's really what. What the why California came out with this mask mandate because it's like, you know, you know they they had relied on on Omicron to be make people panic. And no one was worried. and overrun hospitals, and it's basically had no impact. So now they've just got on the basis of nothing. This California mask mandate is on the basis of nothing but the fact that it's winter. No science, no data, no hospitals being overrun, no deaths, nothing. It's just about getting you to submit. And had a year and a half ago, conservatives not been tweeting me, mad at me listening to my show in February when I was saying this is nonsense. The numbers don't add up. This is a bunch of hooey. It's a real virus, but the reaction is about communism. I even had conservatives texting me oh and da, 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 da. no i was right then but everybody panicked and went along with this crap including trump with the 15 days to flatten the curve long 15 days uh you know he he allowed himself that the left came after him and the and the propagandist in the media came after him on the mask well are you against the mask? oh no i'm not against the mask and he laid down um here we are here we are. Let me tell you guys something. I've got a video on uh, my Facebook as well as my Instagram, and it's Fauci back in March of 2020. And he's uh, being interviewed by Zuckerberg. And he says, and I quote about the about the shots, this would be because this was in advance it was a year and a half ago. This would not be the first time if it happened that a sh- that a vax looked good initially in the initial test but made people worse it happened with the rsv which is the um disease that little kids almost every kid's going to get it by the age of, of two the the respiratory i can i can never remember what the s stands for yeah, virus rest, uh, yeah right um that ended up being pulled back in the 60s because kids were dying from it or the hiv tests that were done that made people worse and made people more susceptible to getting it. And that's the HIV shot test that they did on foster children. So the two that he attempted it in the past that ended up making people sicker, making people worse or killing people were tested on kids. Don't tell me this is not the Joseph Mengele of our time. Here we are a year and a half later with people being worse. That people, this is not, as, as Biden tried to lie today, 
Oh, it's patriotic to get these shots. We have a pandemic of the unvaccinated. That's why Twitter is banning anybody sharing the truth. Because the truth is, is that of all the cases that we had in, in uh, as of recently, I can't remember when it was, like last week, of, uh, I think, it wasn't it like 90% or almost every every case of, of the Omicron from the vaccinated. Were, were those that had the shots. Their immune systems were weakened. Here we are. Somebody somebody tweeted out today to Dr. Peter McCullough. Have there been any deaths to these shots globally around the world? You got to ask somebody that question. Really? Just head over to Israel where they are the most populated nation on the planet. And they are also the most heavily impacted by COVID. Well, well we, we the U.S. is even admitting themselves about the deaths that are happening here. They're not admitting all right. of it, but you can go to VAERS, right, and see that this is killing people. They're not hiding numbers. No. They're hiding some, but there's, you know, it's not, I think VAERS only reports like 5%. So, all right, we're going to take a break. Yeah, there's an interesting arrangement that's been made with Xi, with China and Russia, that I'm not an economist. I don't don't know everything about supply chains, but this one has me spooked. We're going to talk about it when we come back. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Facebook at Andrea K, spelled K-A-Y-E. And connect with her on ourfreenation.org. You're listening to the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Thanks to all you uh, friends of the show out there, especially those watching on The Answer San Diego uh, Facebook page. You are correct. I do not have my my phone plugged into the iRig, so I'm going to have my man Skins come in and plug that in. So thank you to my friends out there um, watching on that. Um, in a moment, we're going to bring in, once Skins does that for me, we're going to bring in my buddy Dave Elhoff um, to, to discuss the economic situation. I, I hadn't had a chance. I just saw this. And before we bring uh, Elhoff in, I, I want to kind of give you guys the um, overview of what this story is. Uh, Putin and Xi have cemented a partnership um, that has to do with supply chains. And if I understand right, what, what their plan is going to be is um, that they're, they're going to make commitments to each other that, are, that has to do with, I guess, moving goods and services back and forth between the two of them that's going to be resistant against any Western forces. And so if you think about that, if they're going to basically have a bro deal, this is my understanding of it before we, and, and, and maybe Elhoff has read this story, or maybe we'll have to research more in depth what this really means down the road. But my understanding of it in layman's terms is that basically they're just going to, they're going to make each other their number one, um, kind of like on the TV show Survivor, going to be like their alliance, their special alliance economically involving the supply chain between the two of them, which will make them uh, kind of a a, a unit a, a single entity economically around for the world and that makes them impervious to any resistance to the West because it gives them power over the rest of the world so joining me now uh, to discuss he's he's on here weekly the financial thought doctor to kind of give you guys an idea of uh, what you should you should know about the economic situation going on and what it means for your money the financial thought doctor himself Dave Elhoff hello my dear Hey, Kay, how are you? Well, I'm good. I, 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 I don't think I really explained 
this new relationship that's come about and I just saw this and so I didn't have a time or, or earlier to email this to you. So I think we might need to be looking at this and make a commitment to get into the details of this down the road. But it looks as though basically China and Putin have joined forces on the uh, on basically the world supply chain. And we know that we're so dependent on China for so much of our goods and services, right? So many of our products because we outsourced it. Remember Obama's jobs are was uh, the dude uh, from, from, I can't remember, GE that went and set up and outsourced so much of our manufacturing over there. And so we're completely dependent. So if China goes, hey, Putin, you're my man, and we're, we're, we're together against the world when it comes to – that could have – make an already bad supply chain inflation problem worse, couldn't it? Absolutely. But is it a surprise? I mean, no. Russia and China, they want to take down the United States any way they can. And you take a look at their security and supply chain interests. Russia and China have a lot of interests in the Western Hemisphere. And they're talking about, you know, the Nicaragua Canal. And they're talking about the Russian sustainment centers, which are in Cuba, Nicaragua, and Venezuela to establish permanent military bases in the countries. Wow. So you look at this and you, we can't be surprised. I mean, AK, we've always dealt with the left talking about all we need to do is talk to these people and everything will be fine. That's not true. We need to take it on head on. It's an attack against the United States and they're always going to be trying to bring down the United States. And Russia and China are parts of the evil empire Yes, that is always going to be attacking the U.S. and our economy. Right. And in fact, that's why we needed what we needed to do was we needed to create a business environment that was friendly here to bring back all these jobs in manufacturing. This is why the this global economy was bad for us. We gave up our power just like we needed to be energy independent. We also needed to be economically independent. I've been saying for years that the greatest threat we have in this country is our borders. That means our southern borders. It means our virtual borders where we're, we got to stop bringing retu- refugees from terrorist countries in here and also our economic border borders. We had Paul Ryan, Mr. TPP, wanting to um, basically, people didn't even know that in the TPP, who even remembers that, right, during the Obama administration, uh, he was cooking up the fact that there would be international courts that would settle financial disputes involving our businesses here. It was basically handing over our entire economy and even our our civil uh, court system attached to it. To, to uh, some global entity, right? I mean, so, uh, and here we are, and now we've got no power, and, and no power while we've got $5 a gallon of gas, while we've got um, $7 for, you know, a loaf of bread and $15 for a pound of bacon. And this is where, Andrea, Trump was a huge success. Well, he was a success in, in, in as much as he could be in some ways, but he didn't have the power to, uh, to um, he, he eased regulations, um, here in the country, he he did as much as he could to make things business friendly here in the U.S. But in terms of dealing with the with the global economic forces and making us um, economically independent, like in, energy independent, I, I don't know what else he could have done. Do you, Elhoff? 
Well, I tell you what, if you take a look at what Trump did when we had the strongest economy ever, mm-hmm. and we had, we actually had respect of foreign nations because Trump knows how to negotiate deals. And now you got this person that's in charge that has no idea. He's never done a deal in his life except to help Hunter Biden. Mm -hmm. You you take a look at this, and it should be no surprise to us Americans that everything that is going on today is we're coming from the position of weakness compared to the position of weak of strength that we had before. Yeah. So you look at this and you go, oh my gosh, China and Russia are colluding together to try to, why should you be surprised at that? Well, we're not, um, you know, and, and Trump did what Trump did to deal with making us economically independent was he did what he did here domestically uh, not just, um, you know, um, cause cause research and development to. I mean, we, he didn't just reduce the unemployment rate to the lowest it ever was for African Americans and other minorities, but he made it so business friendly that businesses grew. They reinvested. They invested in R and D. They added. Um, they added uh, manufacturing facilities. There were new business startups, and der- the Obama administration, I think, was the first administration in the history of this country that had more businesses closing than we had startups. Right. Um, right. So that went a long way. Um, but but I'm talking about wait, we've got us. We needed to be starting. We had the Republican Party selling us down the road with the, these TP, TPP deals and this global economy crap. When we had people like Paul Ryan saying, "I see myself as much of a representative for the people of India as I do the United States," that was setting the stage for this. And we need bigger thinkers economically and bigger in terms of our economists and our advisors going forward to be thinking about how we get our power back particularly involving the supply chains, because otherwise the inflation is just going to get worse, won't it? it? Inflation is going to get worse if we continue down the same paths, particularly when we used to be energy independent and we were paying $2.12 a gallon compared to what we're paying today for gas. And you talk about inflation. You also asked about inflation, about meat, how oh, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm going to ask you to hold over the break because I don't okay. want to run short on this because it was it was actually really funny to hear what Jen Psaki had to say here and the deal with meat. So, OK, Elhoff, can you hold over? Yeah. All right. Elhoff's going to stick around. Hopefully you will, too, because you got to hear this. Stay tuned. Want more Andrea Kay? Follow her on Facebook at Andrea Kay, spelled K-A-Y-E. And connect with her on OurFreeNation.org. Andrea Kay, telling you like it is, while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. Got my buddy, financial thought doctor, Dave Elhoff, with me. And before the break, he brought up uh, Jen Psaki. Evidently, Jen Psaki is blaming the inflation cost on, uh, I'm not sure... Elhoff, was she was she blaming uh, the evil cow cartel or was she blaming the cows themselves? Who is she blaming for the rising cost of meat? Well, you know, they like to blame anyone but themselves. 
Because I tell you what, the inflation is there because of supply chain, sure. But it's also there because commodities cost more. Corn, corn that you feed to the cows to make them grow has gone up. The cost of transportation has gone up. All these other issues are there telling you that's why it's going up. It's not because of the evil. Uh, uh, the cow cartels, these meat exactly. conglomerates, right? Like they're just sitting back going, twisting their mustache. Hey, we got this pandemic going on. How can we gouge people? No, it's because, cat, uh, you know, um, the, the cost of uh, their production is going up. Um, uh, you've got uh, the cost to transport, right? Which is the gas, their power, totally. it, 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 as well as the fact that when gas prices go up, so do people's electric bills, right? So the cost of their production goes up. And as cost to produce goods and services and transport goods and services go up, it gets passed along to the consumer. That's what's going on here. And I'm not an economist. I can't uh, articulately connect the dots to the fact that the increased spending that we've got going on is a problem as well. Today, Congress approved uh, raising the debt ceiling by two and a half trillion. We are now $29 trillion in debt, Elhoff. And Deutsche Bank warned six months ago to the U.S. to stop spending or they were going to put us back into 1970s recession, uh, which was inflationary, that it resulted in in, uh, the early 80s of uh, the cost of a mortgage, mortgage interest rates being like a credit card at 25%. Totally. And I'll tell you what, uh, AKA it, it can't continue to go down this path. It was projected 20 years ago that if we didn't change something, that taxes have to go up 60% or we have to cut spending 60%. Now, what do you think mm-hmm. is going to happen? Are we going to cut spending? This government is too big. And we can't continue to give the handouts they keep on promising people. There's already unfunded liabilities of trillions of dollars in the pension plans across the country. And look forward in Social Security, a 30% cut if something's not done immediately. And you were never only going to get... Best case, seven, seven cents on, uh, uh, seven, uh, 70 cents on the dollar return for your money you were putting in Social Security. So now they cut it 30%. You're getting what? 40 cents on the dollar? Well, I tell you, the other thing is this, is many of the pension plans are projecting 7% rates of return and they're only realizing two to three. Tell me how long that math is going to last. So tell me then, tell me then, because I know your movie Baby Boomer Dilemma gives advice to people on what to do and tell them how they can contact you and be able to see it and get some much needed advice on what to do. Because that's one of the reasons why I started doing these segments with you. News you can use instead of just giving my opinion all the time. I want to give people some some uh, some things, some content that they can use to improve their situation or make good decisions. One of the things the baby boomer dilemma says, you can save 40% less to get equal income as opposed to trying to accumulate assets elsewhere. So what that means is this, is that if you want to learn how you don't have to get as much growth and get 40% more income 
then they need to see the baby boomer dilemma. How can they and see the it? The best way to do that is to text me your email address at 619-548-0965. 619-548-0965. And I will make sure that I'll email you a free gift card to watch a twenty nine ninety five movie that will teach you what you should be doing. These are PhDs, award-winning, Nobel Prize-winning PhDs that have figured out the most difficult question for people today, and that is, how are you going to retire? Awesome. Elhoff, thank you. I'm going to make sure everybody gets, I'm going to post that on on, uh, social, on the socials that they get a hold of you and get that gift card and watch this movie. Thank you for being here. All right. Thank you. Love you. See ya. Love you. Bye. Okay. couple minutes left. Uh, breaking news today. Biden is uh, got a nominee for a federal district judge, a dude named Dale Ho. <laughs> I don't know why that makes me giggle. I really have the sense of humor of a third grader. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, Dale Ho. Uh, you can watch, there's a video of him going around where he calls the Senate and the Electoral College anti-democratic. Um, well, in some ways it is because, you know, we're really not a democracy. We're actually no, we're a republic. We're a republic of states and they are desperate to abolish the Electoral College. And this is a nominee for the court that, and this is, this is one of the reasons why he was not, I guarantee you, if not the reason why he was nominated. And this is going to be something they're, they're going to be looking to do going forward. Cause they you know, this is what I've been saying for years, right? We, they got to amass the power into the DOJ, unelected bureaucrats, people in there. That's where the power is. They can get that, these, uh, dictators in black robes to legislate from the bench. Hopefully they get, get that completely done at SCOTUS and then it's stamped forever under stare decisis on us. So that's the next play for them. Is to abolish the electoral college. Oh, sure, because if they can't get over HR one, they got to do something. That's absolutely right. If they can't centralize all the elections, then what they do is get rid of the electoral college. They flood the metropolitan areas. Like today, New York City Council voted to approve eight hundred thousand non citizens voting in, in in their elections. That's disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting on so many different levels. And it basically, this is why when people say, if you have no borders, you have no country. And I don't care if they supposedly are green card holders. They came into this country. No, you're not a citizen. You don't vote. You're not a citizen. You don't vote. And that's why they End of story. Absolutely. End of story. End of message. We got that sound by? And the message said, end of message. (laughs) Y'all remember, he literally read what was typed in the teleprompter to tell him, man, your speech was over. <laughs> Joe, thanks for the continued gold. That's what he's been giving us. It, 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 that's, the, that's the nuggets that he's been giving us since he took uh, yeah. installment. Yeah. In the um, duh category tonight, the duh segment, pandemic lockdowns have fueled massive rise in gaming and addiction. Of course. And you know what get, the government gets out of that? People dependent. They can't work. Sitting around on the dole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, that concludes our message tonight. End of message. See y'all tomorrow for Friday Fun Day. No, Friday Eve. And the message said, end of message. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.